Hi, I'm Gretchen. And I'm Becca. And we're two curious ladies on an adventure to learn more about cooking, cannabis, and the fine art of gluttony. Join us every 10 days or so as we get high and make our way through a recipe. Step inside and let the consumption begin. (laughs) Here we are. It's the summer. We are here. (laughs) Still summer. (laughs) We're still here. Technically. Technically. eh, It's iffy sometimes. It's very iffy most of the time. Yes. Yes. How are you doing today, Becca? I'm doing pretty good. I this is gonna be quite a nice episode for me because I I'm not doing anything at all. Literally nothing except absorbing, watching, and asking Gretchen some questions. So this is a perfect, perfect, perfect day for me. How are you doing? <laughs> doing all right. You know, not as good as you are, obviously. <laughs> you were up till midnight. Prepping. I was up past midnight <laughs> prepping. This was partially because I got stuck in a taking a survey that I was very fun uh, for me undies underwear. Sponsor our podcast. <laughs> it's all about the fabrics, like upcoming fabrics and shit. It was so fun. And then they wanted to know my opinion about t-shirts. So that took me way longer than it should have. They were like, I mean, it'll take 10 minutes. I'm sure I spent like an hour on it. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, if you want my opinion, I'm going to, I'm going to put time into it for you. <laughs> yeah. So that delayed my preparing a little bit, but uh, yes, I was quite, but I am quite prepared. This should be a, a, a fast, quick and fast one. We are going to talk about grilling mostly is the topic, but as part of our grilling discussion, I put some meat on a stick. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, you did. We were, we wanted to do something grilled. We originally were talking about Gretchen doing a steak and me doing some kind of fish. And then while technically I do have a grill, it hasn't been touched in over a year. And I wasn't really ready to get into that right now. So there's also, you know, life things happening. So it seemed easier if I just watched Gretchen. And that in that way, she started out with steak in mind and ended up with chicken kebabs. So I'm excited to learn a lot of things today because even when I was eating red meat, I often did not grill. I like never grilled. I have a grill pan. I've used that, but I've never done like live fire on my own. So it's not something that I have a lot of knowledge about other than obviously understanding how it basically works. But not really knowing what's happening. So this is going to be an interesting one. I think this is going to be a nice one to explore something that I wouldn't do this research on myself. So I'm glad Gretchen did. And I just get to absorb, like I said, and learn. This is great. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to tackle two topics here. We're going to tackle grilling itself and then a little bit about kebabs and things on a skewer and my opinions on things on a skewer more than anything else, I think. (laughs) But what are you smoking before we get in more into the specifics there? So this is a, uh, from Pacific Stone, this is Blue Dream. And this has been really a nice one for me lately because it's a little bit lighter. So been able to smoke through a whole joint in one sitting and still function. And since I'm playing with fire today, I want to (laughs) function. Yes, it's a good idea. (laughs) We also had to pause for a minute because Gretchen mindfully trimmed up some tree stems or, or tree branches around her grill. So I'm glad that you've had, you're like with it today. I'm really trying. I mean, there was one that was like way over the grill to start with. And then I w- had tied that one back and then noticed, well, the, f- the flames were just quite high. So I was feeling a bit more nervous. And now that I've got the, the fire going and contained in the grill, it's not as much of an issue. But I did think maybe it would be prudent just to, you know, not try and set anything on fire today. <laughs> Probably a good idea. Adjustment to that. Not try and set anything on fire that I don't 
didn't intentionally set That's on fire. Right. That's right. And uncontrolled burn. <laughs> what, and what will you be enjoying while I am doing all the work today? <laughs> I have some Dizzy Rights, which is a new brand to me. This is the Groovy OG. It's 24% THC and then predominantly caryophylline, then with some myrcene and limonene. I do feel groovy. My head feels floaty. I'm enjoying it. So I'm going to keep smoking it. I'm using a bong today. So I will be muting myself every once in a while to go smoke and uh, watch Gretchen. <laughs> and we're also drinking something fun. Uh, I don't. I don't actually know which recipe you used. I used... Well, I kind of combined them because they're a bit the same. I used the top one. I used the bottom one. I think uh, they're basically the same. Okay. Um, so it's yogurt. So we have, it's, I think, dog would be how I would pronounce it because it's D-O-O-G-H, which is a Persian yogurt drink, as well as Irene, Irene, Aaron. A-Y-R-A-N, probably meant to look up those pronunciations and forgot, so sorry, that would have been a great idea. Anyway, delicious though, like it is composed of, it's a one-to-one ratio of sparkling water and yogurt, so however much you're using, I've got about a cup of each that I'm working on over here, and with mint and salt. Uh, Sunzo. And it's really wonderful and refreshing and probiotic. And yeah, I, I'm, I'm really enjoying it now that I've got the proportions correct because we kind of guessed on it a little bit. Yeah, we just started and then obviously like we usually do and then said, oh, wait, what does it actually say? <laughs> what does it actually say? <laughs> and I didn't have any Greek yogurt, so I'm using sour cream. So I kept my ratio a little bit lighter on that part of it. And then I didn't have any dried mint. It also suggested rose in the recipe I was using. I didn't want to do that. And so I used lemon zest and lemon juice. And you did lime also. Yes, yes. Yeah. I did a little lime zest and a little lime juice in there just to zip it up a little bit. That was our own discretion of adding, but... So just mm -hmm. building on the basic idea with a little extra zip because we are acid queens, acid queens. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Give us all the funky acid tart things. We love yes. it. <laughs> exactly. So that's what we're sipping on. It is unique. I don't know that I would have ever like ordered this on my own, but I do really enjoy it. You are supposed to blend or food process some sort of like puree situation of your yogurt and salt in the beginning and then add your sparkling water and mint into that. So we both, we didn't, we, we did not take the time to get out <laughs> blenders or food processors today. So we just did it in the jar with a little fork or a whisk or whatever. So keeping it simple today, for sure. I mean, sure. I'm keeping it super simple. Gretchen's already done a lot of the hard work, so hopefully she can just also kick back a little bit and teach me about kebabs and grilling and all sorts of things. Nice thing is, is I'm going to, after this recipe that we're using today, have lunch and dinners for a little bit because on top of the two pounds of chicken thighs that produce three 17-inch skewers worth of meat, <laughs> I also have a buttload of veggies that I bought to, to throw on some skewers and grill. So my, my coworkers also might be getting a surprise luncheon next Monday. Lucky. Lucky. They should all be so lucky. So you're using chicken thighs. Yes. This was recommended. Okay. And that's kind of where I was leaning. But for some reason, I had assumed it was going to be chicken breast. But no, chicken thighs. Generally, they have the best result when grilled. And they are more nutritious for you. It's just a better meat all around. But this recipe also uses onion in the marinade. And so that like slightly, you know, quote unquote, stronger flavor of the dark meat can stand up to an overnight of soaking with onion more than like a breast would just, it would just be onion there, you know, it would pretty yeah. much. 
to take over. Take over. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So chicken thighs and you decided, what made you decide to go with skewers instead of just doing a straight grill of thighs or breasts or what have you on the, on the grill? I'm not exactly sure why that idea in particular became, well, most, at least partially due to the fact that I thought you would be doing it too, because that, that, the idea had started there. That's right. Us being able to do meat and That's fish. Right. And just because mm-hmm. it's not the typical format we would use for something like, I don't know, I just feel like it's a little different. We've done like a plain old steak before and I, mm-hmm. steak is mm-hmm. in a huge area to cover as well. So like, yeah, theoretically, that would have been a better way to go with comparison wise but I don't know this I was just I just wanted to meet on a stick I don't know why well we are hard we don't like to we like to make what we want to make in the moment like yeah <laughs> if it doesn't sound good or inspiring it doesn't it's not gonna happen so right. for whatever reason you decided I gotta I gotta poke this meat I gotta put a hole through all the way through it <laughs> but you also you mentioned the onion and there's also another ingredient in particular for this recipe that you are super excited about. I don't know if you were going to talk about that later, but. Uh, probably, although I just kind of started out with the recipe. Uh, so <laughs> I kind of skipped over our cocktail talk and went, I'm so excited about this recipe. It's <laughs> marinated onions and has saffron. <laughs> saffron, Gretchen's fave. <sighs> One of I them. love it. Yeah. It's just, uh, but I did notice in the instructions that I did not notice until last night that she said to make sure you get really high quality saffron. And I think I may know why is because this saffron dish uses a half a teaspoon of already crushed saffron. So that's different than saffron threads because you'll still get like a slightly less volume if you're using threads versus if it's a powder. So I think in high volume, or from what I've discovered from tasting the marinade before I put the chicken in it last night and then tasting the basting liquid this morning is that saffron can be quite bitter when you're using it in that kind of volume because that's definitely not the typical application. I've never used quite like that heavy of a hand in something. Uh, so I'm, I'm unsure of the quality of the one I had to use last night and now I'm wondering if I need to be careful because it was a little bitter and so I'm wondering if that's due to the quality of the saffron or if it was some you know age related I will have to look into this I just wasn't in a headspace to do that last night <laughs> totally that makes sense when you said it can be a little bit too bitter it made me think of turmeric too how sometimes that can have that uh, almost metallic taste to it chalkiness sometimes and, and if you're going to be like infusing your chicken in this like liquid saffron, basically this like onion liquid saffron, it's, yeah, it, it, yeah, I can see why you'd want to be careful about what that flavoring is. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. hopefully it's like, well, the idea is to have it soak into the meat. So hopefully it's got lower, it's not going to be as concentrated. And i tried to get off as much of the marinade as possible also because I thought th- that can like catch on fire and stuff it'll like burn easier so we want to try and get that, as much of that off as possible but maybe we should get into that a little bit later yeah I'm very excited about this and uh again I will have no idea really how to pronounce it at all because I'm an asshole and forgot to look up the pronunciations okay so where do you want to start uh do, do you have do you have a particular starting point that you would like me to start at? Because sometimes that's the best way to go about this is because sometimes I jump into the middle. <laughs> Maybe that's it's true. better to have you talk about it if you're the newbie to the whole all of all of this. Okay, so let's start then with something we've already done as a comparison, which okay. is that we cook. Uh, steak and salmon respectively with that cook's illustrated method of a cool pan and more of a lower heat sort of slower cook so this is the which we both loved and thought provided a really nice crispness and outside caramelization it was awesome yeah so this is really the opposite of that (laughs) and so (laughs) 
let's start there. Like what exactly, um, what is going to happen when you put your meat on a grill? Like, obviously it's hot and like, what's going to be the big difference between stovetop and grill? That fee- the smoky flavor that comes from using a grill. Now I'm, I'm mostly speaking about using something other than a gas grill because for fuck's sake, don't even get me started on gra- how gas grills are not really grills. I'm like, this is almost pointless. Sure. And this recipe also additionally specified hardwood, not uh, charcoal briquettes too. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I actually did a combo because while well, I like some wood flavor to mine, I don't want a ton of it. And I am actually using a combination of woods today because I got some apple chunks and also I threw some olive wood on there because we are doing sort of a middle easterny thing I thought and I've discovered how delicious it is to grill things over olive wood it's just it has the best flavor I can't stand it and I might throw some pecan chips on there too if I get really uh saucy with it I might save that for doing my veggies later when I do them after after I've done the, the meat okay so what where are we talking about yeah smoky flavor the smoky flavor is going to be one of the big differences. You're not going to get a smoky flavor on the pan unless you're adding it some in some way. Um, and then heat, right? Like it's going to probably be a lot hotter than your pan. I mean, your pan can get hot, pretty hot, but it's going to be different. It's different. And I spent a while trying to read last night about the difference between because grilling and broiling the same thing, just where the heat comes from is different. Broiling, it's above your food. Grilling, it's below. So usually if you work in a professional kitchen, you have a grill-broiler combo. So there's, yeah, really helpful for like making a gratiné. Like that's that's broiling. But the the way the heat works is different. Uh, Grilling is referred to as radiant. Grilling and broiling are more akin to going this is actually how i was thinking of it last night going outside and getting a sunburn versus burning yourself with like a pan okay now i can't really translate that into explaining what the fuck is really going on with that mm-hmm. <laughs> suffice to say it just browns your meat in a different way and so you're having most grills have you know some sort of cast iron or grill top that you put your food on and grill. So you have two high, so pretty much your, oh God, I am having a hard time explaining this. Apparently Blue Dream is not good for explaining things. (laughs) Help, help. If we're thinking about it, like as just to keep comparing it to cooking indoors, let's say, or like not on an open um, wood, charcoal flame kind of a situation so the biggest differences are really going to be taste and they're really going to be like the outside's going to cook a lot faster when you're grilling it right versus if you're cooking something inside I mean if you have it at like a super high temp it's still going to cook a little bit hotter outside but again this is going to be one of those differences right so cooking on an open flame requires a little more skill Due to the fact that part of the nice thing about cooking inside on a pan is that you're applying flames to that piece of metal. So you're getting consistent exact heat all the way across. So that makes your life easier no matter what. Consistency makes your life easier. Now, when working with a flame grill, you've got different temperatures depending on where you put it on the grill. Uh, you have to be careful about making sure that you're not letting a lot of stuff like drip into the fire, especially fats and things, which will make it flame and produce a really funky aromatic. So it has like almost a gassy aromatic to it when that happens. Yeah, it's it's a skill because you got to get it close enough to the fire to get it to cook, but not so close that you're going to be producing some sort of weird uh maybe not weird but unpleasant effect from 
having this open flame right under your food with nothing to catch anything that might make the flame go weird. <laughs> I guess I don't totally. know what I'm saying anymore. I think I hear you in that, yeah, not only is in some ways is like, is it going to be easier to cook it inside because easier being more consistency, easier being more control. Um, what is it like, is the drive to cook meat on a grill, like wanting to perfect it? Because like you say, like you have, there's so much more, um, like nuance to it. Is it like, you against the grill in a way (laughs) like like you know is there some kind of like ownership situation that's happening here (laughs) I think yes I I I think this is why there are a lot more men that get into grilling than women (laughs) because I definitely think it is like a you versus the fire like like learning to work together have you watched poker face Mm -mm. okay uh you should. There is okay. an absolutely amazing episode where she's serving, solving a murder around this really f- interesting like barbecue place. So mm. she's like getting, she's working at the barbecue place. So she's like learning about how barbecue works. So that it's like there's this whole food component that I just love out of that episode. Cool. <laughs> I mean, I love the whole show altogether. So big thumbs up for me. But like this one episode is absolutely my favorite episode. It- Okay, I'll watch it. Um, so yeah, there's like this this element of learning to perfect it, learning to like work with this like thing that is unpredictable. But if you you know what you're doing, there is, you can get a consistency to it. But mm-hmm. you have to kind of find your own way through it. Um, and so like in that show, he's like showing her the different woods he uses. Like he uses a combination of like pecan and. Um, hickory like he has all the you know oak he's got all the woods he's got all the wood and so he's like asking her to taste the like splinters from the wood mm-hmm. so like if you you get into that level of it yeah. it's just something that you yeah there's a nut you're not as confined you know yeah. there's a little bit more of an artistry to it there's a little more of a skill to it that's that's precisely it about curling <laughs> and the flavor I mean if you really want that smoky flavor yeah like I hate I don't like you and I are not huge fans of smoky flavors given history we'll go into it again history yeah but um but I eat I hate even more the like fake smoke liquid smoke or oh yeah any of that like oh no 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 it's no so gross yeah I mean and once you like taste like you can use liquid smoke effectively but teeny tiny amounts so I think people just like it like it just it's too like too intense sure um and yeah like just grill I mean I'm sure there's a time and a place for liquid smoke but yeah grill (laughs) yeah okay so in terms of to compare grilling to the like indoor cooking I have a good sense there and is there anything else you do you think we have to know about what's happening that's different outside versus inside we're broiling just that there are certain meats that are more suited to it unless you're getting into long smoking that you know then you get into your briskets and things like that that have a high uh connective tissue content and need a long slow cooking time to let those fibers break down Mm -hmm. so anything that's got a lot of connective tissue in it is not great for grilling. Poultry is great because it's a meat that doesn't spend a whole lot of time being alive and running around and doing anything. <laughs> sorry, I know. That okay. uh, <laughs> poor chicken. Okay, keep going. Poor chickens being so suited to grilling. <laughs> Perfect plump bodies. Uh, anyway. So there's almost no part of a chicken you can't cook like over a fire. They're good for that. Okay, so then let's talk specifically a little bit more about kebabs. So when you're talking about kebab specifically, the origin of this dish is just the fact that it's cubed meat. It had nothing to do with the skewer originally. It's just that they're little pieces of meat usually. So 
referring more to something that you're chopping up to make it easier to cook. I think it really would go back to anytime you'd be out hunting and like need to cook for yourself. You're going to just want to cook small pieces and kebab it. Kebab it. I think the history, because almost every culture has some form of food on a stick, you know, it's like, it just makes sense. But it's like, it's something that's going back. It goes back so far. It's probably, I'm imagining too, I mean, grilling, I think you had this note on here. So that's probably why it's in my head. But like, grilling originally was just kind of cooking over an open fire pit on a spit. Yes. So I imagine like as easy as it is to just kind of skewer a whole animal, maybe it's quicker and you can consume it faster and more efficiently if you do cut it down into small cubes and then cook it. Yeah. So I, cause I did cut mine down to little I mean, cubes would be a real loose term. I basically got it into small pieces. Chicken thighs are nearly impossible to do in a cube unless you're doing a small cube. And I was trying for like a I think the recommendation was like inch and a half by two inches, maybe tops pieces. And I do have some that are just longer pieces that I left more whole. Um, so yeah, just cut into small pieces and then put onto the skewer or well, marinated overnight and then put on the skewer. I'm not sure which way she did it, but I'm pretty sure it was uh, marinate then skewer. So you ended up doing your chicken thighs in like a, uh squish <laughs> a squish yes a squish <laughs> and it, yours is just meat there's no layering of onion or veggies in between there like sometimes happens Mm-mm. this seems to be a bit more of like that kind of sm- let's smash a bunch of thin p- thinly cut pieces of meat onto a like big roasting spit kind of scenario mm-hmm. so, so somewhat akin to that and then you grill your veggies uh, on, on the side. So yours anyway. is just meat and you marinated it since last night. Is it just onion and saffron? It's onion, saffron, garlic, yogurt, and lemon juice with olive oil. Mm, yum. So the onion okay. and the garlic are grated. So you release as much. Oh man, this was a hell of a thing because I. I was dying my fit like I put contacts in thank god I put contacts in earlier in the evening not even thinking about that just I was like oh I have to do some cooking today so I'll put my contacts in but even then like I like stuff was coming out of my nose like I would like I would have been crying but like it was coming out of my nose like making my throat sore oh my gosh so I hate grating onions. I should always do it in the food processor because it it does get really hard to breathe. But and did, yeah. did, did everything smell like onion then? Oh, for yeah, it still smells sure. like onion in the front room of my house. <laughs> so next steps for you are going to be put it on the grill. How have you prepped your grill so far? I started my charcoal or started my fire source. So depending on what you're using, if you're using wood or charcoal. And I, once that, I use a chimney to light mine. There's a few different methods, but I've, we, we've preferred chimneys in our family, which means you have a little compartment underneath for your kindling or paper is usually what I use that helps light the coals. So my coals got going from that, from the bottom up. And then I've spread those coals out under the grates of the grill, put the grates in and close the top to let the grates heat up pretty well. I'll have to clean them before I put the skewer on the grill. So I'm going to have to do a little scrubby scrub. And then a quick oiling just to remove some of the debris that I might not get with the brush and make sure that there's a little bit of oil on there to start with at least uh, before I put the meat on. And then I will get my skewer out and put it on the, put it on the grill. Okay. And when you're skewering your meat like this, as opposed to keeping one whole piece together, you're losing liquid. Why? Like, like how do you keep it moist while knowing like, is that why you marinate it for so long? Yes. Mar- marinating will help with that. 
but you're going for a more quick cook method. Here's a little bit of my theory is that putting that hole through the meat, you have something, and especially if you have metal skewers, you have something that conducts meat that goes through the center. So one of the things you really have to watch with grilling is making sure you're not getting so much heat outside that your inside cannot cook as quickly as the outside. And as the example that On Food and Cooking gave, you can have a blackened steak while the inside is still cold. So this is the trick of the thing, <laughs> is to get that nice care, nice Maillard reaction on the outside, but also cooking on the interior as well. So the skewer will help maintain that internal temperature to be a little bit or, closer to the external temperature. Or be an assist, yes, to bring the, the in, internal temperature up more quickly. Mm-hmm. And yes, dealing smaller pieces of food means it cooks quicker and there's less moisture loss, hopefully. Okay. <laughs> I think you said, you meant to say it conducts heat and you said it conducts meat. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a meat conductor. <laughs> The meat conductor. Oh, this. Oh, the merch. Oh, the merch. Uh, and how long? You said it's quicker. How long is this going to take? Six I mean, you'll go minutes. through all this, but just in general, how long should you plan for grilling? Depends on how big of chunks you got your meat in. So if you're like a two to three inch size chunk, you're probably looking at closer to 15 minutes on the grill. The ones I have today are really tiny, and this is how, like, I mean, not tiny, but pretty small. It's going to be thin. So it's supposed to be six to eight minutes. There's also a, br- a basting liquid that we will, I'll be brushing on while it's grilling. Uh, so that will also help keep moisture on in around with the meat. <laughs> okay. Yeah. If it's leaking some, you're replacing as you go in addition to the marinade, like you're, you're keeping this thing moist. Yeah. Sorry for using that word, but yeah. <laughs> I don't mind. I am not offended by the word moist. <laughs> so what else do you think we should know before you get into the full ingredient list? Uh, I think we, we probably are, I don't know. I feel like we've covered a bit and that mm-hmm. we've kind of prattled on for a while. So maybe we should just get into the, the meaty part of this. So let's get to the meat. Let's talk about this recipe. I believe this is pronounced. So this is just called grilled chicken kebab. And then the, the name they give it after it after that is Juje. I think. J-O-O. J-E-H. Uh, again, could have looked it up. Didn't get to it. So, sorry. And this is the same source as the our yogurt drink, right? Yes. Same site. Okay. Yes, same exact site. The Delicious Crescent, if we haven't said it. Or yes. if we said it again. It's a fun name. <laughs> it is a na- fun name. <laughs> just this whole recipe was like, oh. And I'm just <laughs> so hungry thinking about it right now. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So, let's. Read the ingredients. All right. So we have two pounds boneless chicken thighs cut into one and a half to two inch pieces. See note. We'll get to the note at the end. Half a teaspoon of saffron ground and dissolved into two tablespoons of hot water. One large onion grated. Two cloves of garlic grated. One third cup lemon juice or one third cup plain yogurt plus two tablespoons of lemon juice, one tablespoon of olive oil, one and a half teaspoons of salt, one teaspoon ground black pepper. It's also got some suggested veg, which is bell peppers quartered, red onions quartered, and tomato, Roma tomatoes. I'm doing a riff on this. I got some tiny little peppers that I'm going to just take the tops off of, or actually I might leave the tops on. Maybe I'll be really saucy and just leave them home. I got little little tomatoes, (laughs) great tomatoes. And um, I'm going to use shallots instead of red onion. Mostly because I went to Trader Joe's because I was not happy with the Whole Foods onions. I was like, oh, I'll go to Trader Joe's and I'll pick up these other things that I won't mind picking up there. And I forgot the red onion. So 
you have to do shallots. So now I have to do shallots, <laughs> but I, maybe I yeah, had had just decided that uh, unintentionally decided that. What was the note for the chicken thighs? Chicken. Choose boneless chicken thigh meat and cut them into one and a half inch pieces. I would avoid chicken breast as it will not result as juicy as thigh meat. If using chicken drumettes or wings, watch the cooking time as they may cook sooner. So they have the little, mm. you know, the bone will help cook it as well. Mm. What's in your basting sauce then? So this, the basting sauce is two tablespoons olive oil or butter. I actually made a little brown butter because. Mm. You're Gretchen. Yeah. Well, she had said something about how, how she had it. The, fir- the first time she had it was from a restaurant in New York that had like a brown buttery kind of component to it. Mm. So I was like, well, I better make sure that's in there. So I'm going to add yeah. a little brown butter. Half tablespoon saffron water remaining from above. One half teaspoon lemon juice, optional. One quarter teaspoon salt, half a teaspoon of ground black pepper. And then equipment says one half inch wide skewers, charcoal grill, medium mixing bowl. World level? Oh, this is one. World level one, I hope. <laughs> Especially if you're comfortable grilling. Yes. If you're if you're adding in the whole charcoal grill for like the first time kind of thing, that's gonna really ratchet up your difficulty level because it's kind of a hard thing to get right on the very first try and I'm not sure even I'm not I do not claim to be a grilling expert it's not really my forte so you've already said you're going to cook it for six to eight minutes but at this point since everything is marinated you have skewered your chicken already so you're basically ready to go when we move out there you're going to did you say you're going to clean off your grill Mm-hmm. Flats. What is it called? Great. Um, yeah. You're great. And then basically just like start going, just put one down and, and go and go. Yes. Okay. So we'll probably time travel till you're done. Oh, we didn't, we didn't read through the recipe yet. Oh, but what? we re- we read the ingredients, but we didn't read her instructions. All right, so these are the instructions, and this is the pre-preparation steps. I'm finishing my yogurt drink over here, and apparently the carbonation is producing some bubbles. In a mortar and pestle, grind saffron with a pinch of salt until powdered. Then dissolve in hot water, soak for 15 to 20 minutes. Trim any excess fat from the chicken thigh meat pieces. Combine the marinade ingredients, one and a half tablespoons of saffron water, grated onion, grated garlic, lemon juice, or yogurt lemon and lemon juice, olive oil, salt and pepper in a large bowl. Add the chicken pieces, toss well, and marinate for at least six hours, 12 hours if using yogurt marinade in the refrigerator, or up to 24 hours. Oh, I see, those were minimums. I thought that was like kind of a maximum, was the 12 maximum hours of using a yogurt marinade. So I was like, great. When I was like up at late last night, I was like, great. This will be perfect. We'll be recording. <laughs> right at the max. Oh, wait. <laughs> All right. Leave the marinated chicken out for about 30 minutes at room temperature prior to grilling. Ready the grill. Preheat the charcoal grill for about 30 mil- minutes before grilling. Okay. So I even like post lighting the fire, I needed 30 minutes. So this is perfect. We'll be ready to go right away when we go out. We recommend using hardwood charcoal, not briquette, for perfect flavor. The grill is ready when the flame has decided. The coals glow uniformly and covered with some ash. I don't think this is written well. Um, Oh, and I forgot to check out the tutorial. It says, alternatively, grill the chicken using nicely oiled grates on a gas grill at medium heat for 10, 10 to 15 minutes. See note for oven baking option, which we're just going to ignore for right now. And so now we are on to skewer meat and arrange on grill. Meanwhile, thread the chicken on half inch wide metal skewers, making sure to pass the skewer through the thick portion of the meat. Thread vegetables on additional skewers. If using wooden or bamboo skewers, soak them in water for at least 30 minutes before using. Arrange the skewers, spacing them apart. 
directly over the grill without the grate. Oh. Oh. Interesting. Huh. Okay. About four inches above the glowing coals. Place vegetable skewers on one side of the grill. Make the basting mixture. Combine olive oil, saffron water, lemon juice, salt, and pepper. Grill the chicken skewers for six to eight minutes on each side, turning them often until the chicken is done and the juices released are no longer pink. Cut a piece of the chicken to make sure it is white and done inside. Brush the basting mixture on all the chicken and vegetable skewers while grilling and at the end. Avoid placing the skewers too close to the heat source or they will burn on the outside and remain uncooked on the inside. Do not cook at very low heat for too long, otherwise they will become dry and overcooked. Brush the chicken with basting mixture and remove the skewers using a piece of lavash or with the help of a fork. I bought some very cool dual pronged skewers that have a whole little thing on them to scoot all that meat and stuff off. So I'm pretty excited. Nice. <laughs> Serve with grilled vegetables, flatbreads, rice, pickles, and sumac on the side. Do you want me to cover any of the other instructions here? Because there's a lot of stuff going on here, but I think maybe we could just get on with it. Let's do it. So I think I'm all ready. My bo- bo- kebabs have been out for ha- at least half an hour. The fire should be ready to roll. And um, yeah, we will. Uh, see you guys in the future we will describe it all in all its glory to you yeah and gretchen will have grilled meat on a stick (laughs) grilled meat on a stick yay yay (laughs) so i'm gonna start outside okay um i also didn't think about where to put you (laughs) can you see anything i can see some smoke coming out the top but i can't see under Oh, sorry, I can see flames. Yeah, I'm, so, uh, the stuff I'm scraping off is catching on fire, so. Oh, good. <laughs> and also, yeah, because I've taken the, the lid off, there's more oxygen, so things can burn a little bit higher. Oh, I see. Um, I'm, I had a question about using olive oil on the grill and, like, the burning yeah. point being lower. Yeah, not great as far as like i mean it's a good healthy choice but you're right it does have a lower smoke point uh yeah so i probably will use avocado oil to to oil my grates and stuff but uh uh-huh um so are you gonna do it without the grate i don't know if i can that's yeah unfortunately now the grate's on there so it's a little bit hard to i'm gonna shut this again oh it looks like it fits so yeah, we're gonna see how this works. And this is like real, like we were talking about, like open fire. I mean, I know real the grate is like, you know, still open fire, but not yeah. the same. It's not quite the same because there is a surface there to put it on. Mm-hmm. How's the view? That's awesome. It's nice to be in the backyard. I've, it's been a while. <laughs> can you see any of the grill at yeah. all? Okay, great. I can. I have a great view of the grill and behind the gate, and every, it looks beautiful. There we go. Oh my gosh, awesome. Okay, so how far from the, the coals? Like four inches, right? Yeah, four. And are are the flames on the other side? They're not really right under it? Uh, so this that's stuff that's like actively burning right now, which is fine mm-hmm. to be over there and actively burning. Better that it's over there. Um, whew, I got this going real well. I can smell that onion, though. Mmm. Okay, chicken don't fall off. Yeah, I'm almost a perfect distance away from the fire from, uh, might be about six inches. Probably raise it up slightly if I wanted to. It does smell amazing, though. What do you smell the most? The onion? Onion, yeah. But the saffron definitely comes through really nicely. Okay. I can definitely smell the, the saffron as well. Oh, do you know how long it's been? I uh, uh no, I have no idea. I'm gonna uh, say about six minutes. Okay. Let's see. I don't think it's quite ready. Okay. It's getting, it's getting there. Okay. I'm just kind of looking for a little bit more char. Mhm. Pretty pink in the middle. Still. 
Based, based. Oh, I really should have put sunscreen on before I came out here too. Yeah, you're basting yourself. I'm, yeah. You're cooking yourself. I'm baking myself. You know, I might have to light a whole other, or at least gonna have to feed this before I do all my veggies a little bit. Mm-hmm. Starting to look pretty, pretty much like it's getting cooked all the way through. So. Oh, good. So it's been another four minutes. About ten total so far. I think so. Gonna have to make more of this basting sauce. That basting sauce sounded so good. And the it's, marinade. Yeah, the marinade's really good. I'm trying to think of, like, maybe a halibut could hold oh, it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for the next couple skewers, I need to make sure I add more charcoal on either end. I'm a bit worried about those parts. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I might pull it off. I feel like it's cooked enough that it'll carry over now. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't want to So like, that wait. was 13 minutes. Okay. Yeah, I think it's cooked all the way through. Okay. Okay, we are back inside, and Gretchen is about to start tasting. Hello. I'm going to slide it off of this, see how this works. So yeah. I feel like this might work better with a, not a solid chunk of meat. Mm. Oh. Like a vegetable. Well, like, if you alternate with them. Oh, but I can't stop putting them in my mouth. It's so good. So good. How's the char? Uh, it could have been more charred. So, so hotter. Yeah, a little bit hotter. Okay, but the flavors. Um, The flavors, outstanding. Yes. Okay, I love it. Some of them at the end are a little bit undercooked, I think. Mm Mhm. But the middle seems to be well done. Okay. The yogurt really tenderizes it, so it's really. Mm -hmm. Really tender, but and yeah, I lemon need a... too, probably right. Like, yeah, tenderizes too. Yeah, not that much lemon, but and I, really, I just did a squeeze of lemon. So I probably could have done a little bit more lemon, or even put some lemon zest in there if I really wanted to. Mhm. But oh my god. So give us a recap of everything that happened while we were outside, in case maybe the noise wasn't great. Or the sound? We did find that the skewer would fit across, directly across my grill. So did it straight over the fi- the fire there. Most Mostly my notes were I needed it to be a little bit hotter. So I needed to add a little bit more stuff. The fire needed to be wider to make sure I cooked it all the way across. Or I needed to make my row of meat shorter, I guess, could be another solution to that. Mm-hmm. Um, then Becca got to see me build out a big, big fire for doing veggies and the rest of the meat. The meat itself is really nice and tender. Beautiful flavor. Could just use a little bit more salt. Um, we, I did end up cooking it for about 13 minutes, and the ones on the end were not really well done. So that's, that's part of why that need a bigger, longer fire. Longer fire. <laughs> longer fire, higher heat. <laughs> but your meat on a stick then... Has been a success. Tremendous success. So exciting. Very delicious. Very delicious. When when it was grilling, I asked you, you had said it smelled really good, and I'd asked you which smell was the most predominant, and you said onion and then saffron. Do you, is that still the same? Flavor? Yes. Like, is that still what's happening when you're eating it? Yeah, you get that really nice, uh, really nice, mellow well-integrated onion flavor in the meat. Uh, yeah, I really love marinating meat and onion. It makes it so delicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you said, too, you used a lot of the basting sauce. So you probably want to make um, more next time or you're going to make more still for the vegetables and the rest of the chicken that you have. But just for other folks making this, maybe up that quantity for the basting yeah. sauce. Yeah. At least at least double. Because mm-hmm. I, I mean, I did a lot of basting. So maybe if you're not basting it quite as much as I did, then it's more and less and like less of a problem. Mm-hmm. I suppose if you're also doing all three, all all of your meat at once, you can a lot better for like this is how much I need, or you know, and you're doing it consistently across all of them. Mm-hmm. So, do you think it would have made a difference if you had marinated it for 12 more hours? So 24 total. I worry about marinating it for that long just because the yogurt can start to really break Mm. down the meat. And since chicken's a little bit of a softer, quote unquote, meat, 
Mm -hmm. I don't know that I'd want to take it for a much longer time Mm -hmm. in the marinade. Yeah. Because the fruit, the flavor profile is really good. I just need a little more salt. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this would be great on its own. Probably great in a salad. Probably great in a little pita pocket or something on a pizza. Anything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yes. In a pita pocket for sure. I'm going to have it with couscous because I've got a lot of couscous. Mm -hmm. Yum. Couldn't find any Yum. rice in my in my possession at the moment, so but lots of couscous. Couscous it is. Couscous it is. Well, thank you for taking me on this grilling journey. I did actually learn a lot, and I told Gretchen one of the best parts about it was getting to watch the grill and the smoke and not be affected at all by the smoke. So a success. <laughs> all around. A success all, all around. around. We've got some fun things coming up, something that we've got a brewing hint, hint for a little while. So that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. And a few close out the summer things. So it's very exciting. Yeah. Like and subscribe. Keep telling everybody. We are so excited to see new listeners. Hello, Germany. Hello, Belgium. You are popping up in their top areas now. Nice to see you all. We are having so much fun. Join the Patreon. We're kind of back up and running there. So get over there. Get over there. Give us your money. Also, don't forget about Busy CBD. Our yeah. friends over at Busy CBD. And yeah. your code is HGBizzy, B-I-Z-Z-Y, all caps. all caps. Yep. For 15% off for our gluttoneers. So let's keep enjoying our CBD. Let's keep trying to stay relaxed in this fucking nutso world that we're in. Keep cooking. Keep grilling. Off we go. Off we go. Oh, no coconuts today. No coconuts. The bad, not coming through hands. (laughs) We got so used to the coconuts.